from the Naked News Studios in Toronto, Canada, you're listening to Talk Naked. Over the last few years, I've learned and experienced so much of the booming live cam business. The performers in this industry have very different jobs than adult performers in the porn business. Cam broadcasters log crazy hours and connect with their viewers on so much more than just sensuality. When the pandemic hit and forced all of us into our homes, dependent on virtual connections instead of physical ones, cam performers saw a huge uptick in traffic. The kinds of connections that can be made on cam platforms are as varied and as unique as the connections available to us in the chance we take meeting a complete stranger. But in the virtual world, it's less confrontational, more conversational. And in the case of my guest today, those connections go far beyond any language barrier. Today, you're listening to my chat with Brazil-based Melfire, an on-cam personality who boasts a very special connection to her viewers. And as you're listening to this one, folks, remember, we had this talk naked. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another virtual schmooze. I'm Laura Desiree, and I'm so excited today because I get to introduce you to a dear friend of mine, adult entertainer and professional dominatrix, Mel Fire. Hey, Mel. Hi there. Nice to see you again. Now, did I get all of your career correct? Could you give us a more thorough understanding of what you do in the adult industry? Yeah, you got it right. Uh, I was a porn star some time ago. Uh, today I only do like uh, material for my websites, like uh, OnlyFans and AVN Stars and that kind of things. I do cam shows and professional uh, domination sessions. I'm sure all of our viewers listening are wondering where that accent is from. So where in the world are you? I'm from Brazil. And that's where you are right now. Yep. Right now I am alive and stuck in Brazil. As is the rest of the world. We'll get to Brazil in just a moment, but when it comes to the adult industry, what facet within it brings you the most fulfillment? Would you say it's performing on camera in some of these adult productions, or is it more of these one-on-one -on -one domination sessions? That's a hard question. Uh... Well, I like everything. I would say I like it more in person than virtual. Mm. You know, one can only spend some time in front of a computer yeah. without going insane. Um, I like in-person meetings and also when I get to perform in some event or, you know, like a bar or anything. So I can uh, meet people mm -hmm. and just you know, get out of the virtual environment for a little bit. Yes, that real physical realm is so important to us human beings. I totally get you on that one. Now, some people might be curious about your domination services that you offer. Could you elaborate a little bit on that and maybe let us know if anyone would pursue a session with you, what they could expect? Uh, I like more of the sensual domination, like not the really hardcore. Uh, I like a lot of teasing and, you know, teasing denial, these kind of things, like instructions, 
And basically anything that I can just torture somebody uh, until the end, not exactly with the pain itself, but like just getting them to the, you know, as much as they can be excited as I can. Mm. Uh, so I have the control over that. That's what I like most. But when it does come to pain and specific tortures you like to subject a submissive to, are there any sensations that uh, you prefer? Uh, yeah, uh, I like genital torture, like ball butt. <laughs> this kind of stuff, like uh, torture, like ball torture and um, nipple torture. I'm okay with the pain, don't get me wrong. It's just that until I get to the pain, I like to tease a lot. Well, the tease is a big part of it. That's what ups the intensity and really ups the stakes of it. So you're in Brazil right now. Tell us what the scene is like out there for sex workers. What makes it so special? Well, we have all sorts of, you know, scenes. We have the ones that work from home, like the camp girls camboys we have a few places where they can perform like uh swing bars or uh we have one uh, like fetish bar and this kind of stuff we have like massage parlors we have uh like sex workers as it as it is mm. we have a little bit of everything i would say and we are all mixed everywhere so yeah. basically um I have friends from all over, like from all ranges of sex work itself. Yeah. Uh, but right now, with the you know the situation right now, we have a lot of uh, people coming to the online sessions, like girls yeah. coming cam cam models, and like people you know just turning their attention to the internet. That's yeah. It but here as well. Well, that's the only option there is these days. I mean, I know you love attending these live events and conventions, especially in the United States. You and I actually met at the AVNs in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. Uh, so when it comes to the actual tastes that are preferred, let's say, or requested in a country like Brazil, is there a difference between the tastes, flavors, and preferences of sexual content in America versus Brazil? Well, uh, I would say United, you cannot beat the United States when it comes to porn <laughs> and this kind of stuff. I mean, you guys rule. You are always the, the, the best contents come from there. Um, I absolutely love the events there, and I'm terribly, terribly sorry and mad that they are not happening anytime no. <laughs> soon. Uh, but yes, I would say that here, the industry still has to grow a lot. We, I mean, we have a lot of independent people like shooting their, their films, you know, movies and putting into Pornhub and all, mm. kinds, uh, all kinds of websites. But like professional studios, it's bad. Maybe you'll open one. Oh, uh, no. Uh, I'm really not a director. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be in front and not, you know, behind the camera. But I would say they still have to grow a lot. Like, yeah. they don't pay attention to be as professional as the American can be, for example. Right. Like, when you see these this performers and the, the kind of films, 
They're still very, very amateurish. But, you know, the more and more people that are creating for it will ultimately grow this industry. But how did you get involved with it? Like, what's your backstory? Where did this journey start for you? It was so long ago. It was actually 10 years ago. Uh, I've been through pretty much everything. I started as a performer, like an exotic dancer. Uh, whenever I could find a place to, you know, just perform like pole dance and striptease and exotic shows. And from there, I became a tantric massage girl, mm. which I did for like 10 years, the whole 10 years. It's never happened and it's never stopped happening. And from there, I went to domination. And then from there, I went to movies. <laughs> and today, I'm in an interrogation point. <laughs> Basically, what do I do? But obviously, it, it seems like sort of a stepladder, you know? Once you're comfortable doing one of these things, one of these acts and facets of sex work, you're kind of comfortable to do the next one and the next one and the next one. Would you say that you're, you're always, would you say that you've always been sexually confident uh, with yourself? When I did something and I became comfortable with it or not, then I, of course I would stop it. But when I became comfortable, I would look what's next that I can yeah. try out. And that that's what happened to everything, especially the, the movies, which was like the biggest exposure that one can get. Yeah. So I was, you know, looking at it for a few months before I actually did it. Um, a lot of camp shows, uh, a lot of looking at others doing, and then looking at actual an actual movie set to see mm -hmm. how it worked. Until I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And boom, there you go. You had the ability to it, and then you did it. What would you say is your career highlight to date? You know, the thing you're most proud of. Um, I, I think the awards. Maybe maybe I have two awards here from Brazil and one from. Berlin that I got at the Venus Berlin in 2000 something wow. I think uh, so I think the awards what did you win for what were the awards the Brazilian ones are for best orgy which <gasps> girls it was really fun and um, it was kind of a best um, game actor but not really gay like uh not mainstream actress alternative yeah kind of alternative we have an old name here but it that's what it means and for the one in berlin it was a net stars it was not the official venus um award but it was for like uh best newcomer so wow. it was really in the beginning like they had the fresh fresh faces and I ended up, you know, out of nowhere getting an award. Yeah. <laughs> which was really fun. And other than that, I would say going to the events because nobody from here ever goes to those events. Uh, I think there's only me and one other girl that we, you know, can talk about Venus and talk about AVN and Exotica and actually going. Yeah. And I always have a lot of fun on these and I like the people that I meet. So that's definitely a highlight. And that's 
what I miss the most right now. Well, this is my last question for you today, Mel. You obviously make a living in this industry. You're super successful and so confident. What would you say is the biggest misconception that the general public has about sex work and about this industry? I think that uh, whoever looks from, you know, from outside think that everybody does everything in the adult industry, that we are here because we couldn't get other kind of jobs because we're not educated enough or because we have, you know, family issues, we have to help somebody, you know, like the drama kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, it's hard for somebody to accept that we actually chose to be here and not, you know, like pulled by somebody to, you know, mm -hmm. just do, go there and do that. Uh, I think that's the biggest one uh, in, in like regular people's minds. They would say like, why would somebody choose to do that? Mm. And I look back and I say, why would somebody not choose to do that? Because <laughs> it's so much fun and it's work that you can fall in love with. Clearly you have. It is. I think I, I had only, I wouldn't say only because it's the, uh, every work has its problems. But I would say like 90% of the time I had good experiences. So why not? Well, Mel, you're so incredible. You're so inspiring. I just love talking to you. Where can all of our viewers get in touch with you online? And where can they find out about your book? We didn't even get to your book. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually working on the English version of my book because right now it's only in Portuguese. But the English version is on its way and coming soon. It's going to be on my website, that it's mailfire.net. Uh, I usually am more active on Instagram, which is mailfire.official. Uh, Twitter, mailfireofficial. Basically, if you type my name online, you're going to find me in all sort of places and positions as well. Anyway, <laughs> but I post on those places whenever you know the book in english comes out and whenever i have a camp show coming or a performance or basically anything that i do it's just you know i'm an open book just go there and find me well all of you viewers at home i'm sure you've fallen madly in love with mel fire so make sure you stay connected with her at melfire.net and of course stay tuned for that english version of her book what's it called we didn't even get the name of it alpha woman oh alpha woman i'm sure you're all drooling all over yourselves at home so all of you make sure you stay in touch with mel and i hope you enjoyed today's virtual schmooze for naked news i'm laura desiree Hope you enjoyed my chat with the beautiful Mel Fire. Remember, there's a full-length video version of that interview available to you. All you have to do is go to nakednews.com. And make sure you're following us on social media. You can find our Instagram account at TalkNakedPodcast. We'll see you back here real soon.